0: Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck.
1: Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. The Nationals take two of three from the Orioles at Nats Park and five of six on the season, making this the first time they've won the Masson Cup since 2007. Hello, everyone. Whoa, can you calm down, Paul?
0: Did you, okay. Hello,
1: everyone, welcome to the Masson All Access podcast. Bobby Blanco alongside Paul Mancano. Paul, I think you wanted to say something.
0: I did. You opened the podcast by calling it the Masson Cup. You and I just recorded a podcast. Excuse me if I'm having trouble saying my words. I just ate a taffy that you brought in, so I'm blaming you for that. You're welcome. Uh, you just called it the Mass and Cup. We just recorded an Orioles podcast. Sorry, spoiler, we do both. And I'm sure there's a spoiler in middle of June. but You said that the Mass and Cup was your least favorite nomenclature. I did it as a nod to you. As a nod to me? Yes,
1: a do. Wow, well then I'm... A tip of the cap to you, sir. I take
0: back everything last time that i I've said Yes,
1: the last time I... I keep doing a do, for a do, do. You. you know what? No more <laughs> taffy. Long- no more taffy for you.
0: See you later yeah. is the right uh, nomenclature. There.
1: Get off my podcast. I really
0: like the word nomenclature, and I feel like <laughs> we need to use it more in everyday vernacular.
1: <laughs> wow, you're just full of vocabulary. Words I actually today, have aren't an you? open the
0: thor- the, thor- <laughs> the, <laughs> the in front of me. <laughs> And I'm just pulling them all out here.
1: If you're listening to this episode, we're, today's <laughs> been a wacky day it's here at the Web website. Right. It's Friday. Uh, we're recording podcasts. We're having fun with it. Going Instagram Live. Instagram Live with Sal Perlman, who is uh, covering the Nats opener against the Phillies down in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back up here in our web studio. Um, let's just recap the this, these three games against the O's real quick, Paul. Again, the Nats take two out of three. Offense came alive on Tuesday night, in a 9-7 win, went deadly quiet on Wednesday in a 3-0 shutout that included um, a long rain delay mm-hmm. that we didn't get home until almost 1 o'clock from. Poor us. Um, and then they were able to rally not once, not twice, but three times behind uh, a big, big night from Juan Soto and actually Bryce Harper too. We'll touch on Bryce Harper a little bit to yeah. win four two on Thursday night. Takeaways from these three games against the O's, Paul.
0: I think it's positive. It's it you always have to throw in the qualifier that you're playing, unfortunately, you know, and we know there's a lot of crossover between Orioles and Nationals, but there's a qualifier that you're playing the worst team in baseball right now. Yep. Uh so you can't take anything very seriously. I'm I think it was a very encouraging series. To see the offense come back alive, to me, the second game of the series you can basically kind of throw that out in terms of offensive production. You, it, it's just not a normal game. You can't be expected to, you know, have, you can't count that in the other categories as the other ones. Uh, after you're waiting for two and a half hours, uh, just waiting in the dugout for play to resume, I, I, I don't think you can. I think you can just throw. So that you don't
1: out. put the blame on them for losing no, that game. No, no, not at all. I think you it still can still counts kind of, the same though. It still counts still, the same.
0: No. But it, to me, I, I don't. I'm not discouraged by it at all.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not discouraged about it anyway. I'm just saying it counts. But you win the series. You won two out of three. That's, you know, if you rule of thumb is you win series, that's a good way to. Yeah, if you can win two out of three every series. Win to make it to to October. Yeah, you win 100
0: games. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and very good, encouraging. And definitely, despite the fact they scored more runs in game one, it was probably more encouraging last night to see bryce harper because that has been the biggest issue for the past month bryce harper's having an awful june it's well documented he's not walking he's striking out his power is gone and he hit a ball squarely that was fair and was not caught for the first time (laughs) in what seems like two weeks uh got on base hustled down the line you could tell right out of the box that he wanted to double got to second base and came around to score uh the go-ahead run in the bottom of the eighth that's extremely encouraging.
1: Yeah, he went one for one because he drew two walks. That's the other and, part. And hit a sack fly. Yeah. So he scored and also drove in a run. So good night from Bryce. But you said he had a bad June, Paul. He's actually had a bad last month and a half or yeah. almost, more, almost two months. Um, Bryce Harper was hitting 315 on April 16th. Since then, he's yeah. hitting collectively 185 Ooh. to bring his batting average down to 213. He actually went up yesterday because entering Thursday's finale against the Orioles, he was hitting 209. The one-for-one one and two walks in sack fly help him go up to 213. So he's improving. Ba- yeah. Baby steps. Um, we've heard Davey Martinez talk a lot about him. Actually, Bryce Harper opened up to Dan Colco. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, Dan Colco and, mm-hmm. and Ray Knight on um, Nat's extra last night after the game. And you know what? we people talk a lot about Bryce Harper good or bad but say what you will about the guy he was very upfront and honest with you know hey this is probably the worst stretch of my career it's right. not going well and i understand that but we got the w I was, able, I was able to perform well tonight and um you know once i get going it's going to be great you know i'm going to get get it together and uh basically basically said you know big things are going to happen yeah. and i believe him and david martinez believes him and you know i think there's a great relationship between bryce and davy um, during these tough times that, hey, Davey has the trust that Bryce can get it fixed and Bryce has the trust in Davey to put him in the right spots to, to help him. We see him move back to the leadoff spot um, the past couple of nights and um, well, hopefully that pays dividends moving forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, after that game last night, the fact that Bryce looked so good, Davey said, I've got some things to think about and it was clear that he was referencing the fact that Bryce Harper looked good leading off and we've talked to some of the guys who cover this Nationals team on the beat, including uh, Mark Zuckerman. He was kind of skeptical about having Bryce lead off. He thought that kind of could get in Bryce's head at times, saying he's going to change his mentality, he's going to change his approach at the plate. It worked for one game. Uh, and, you know, it's tiny sample size, but maybe that was just kind of the mental kind of clearing out of some <laughs> some dust that Bryce needed to... Uh, give him a little bit of a jolt to s- start saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to start taking pitches again. I'm not going to be as over-aggressive. These guys behind me can hit, so I don't have to worry about hitting a home run every time. I can just walk. And uh, maybe that was just when he
1: needed. Bryce Harper was hitting two forty seven when Davey first moved him to the leadoff spot. That was back on May 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, in the leadoff spot, I think he-, he went a couple of stretches of games and then Before he got bumped out, and then he obviously, David moved him back to the leadoff spot just recently. But in those games where he's hit leadoff, he's slashing 205 with a 273 on-base percentage and slugging 564 with only four home runs and 10 RBIs. Actually, it's amazing. He's gotten 10 RBIs at the leadoff spot. Right. Uh, And only drawn four walks, though. And, you know, you referenced that conversation you had with Mark Zuckerman. I I was kind of, you know, saying nearby when you guys were talking about it, and he mentioned, like, you know— You were eavesdropping, Bobby. Just say it. I was eavesdropping. You guys are interesting people. I like to hear what you have well, to say. Thank
0: you, actually. Yeah.
1: You know, and and Mark said, you know, he was like, and you mentioned he's almost being too aggressive at the Leo spot. You know, he kind of got the green light in Jakarta, yeah. swinging, and he wasn't taking his walks. And we saw his walks drop yeah. way down from April to May and into June. Yeah. And um, you know, that's throughout the stretch up until recently. You know, he hasn't been hitting for average, but at least he's homering and he's drawing his walks, and he hasn't been doing that recently. Hopefully. He drew two last night. Hopefully during this stretch, he gets a little more patience at the plate. We saw that he maybe even moved closer to the plate in his in the mm-hmm. batter's box to try to see if he can barrel up some of those outside pitches that, he, that pitches are, are going to throw him because yeah. he's Bryce Harper um, and a left-hander. Uh, and then maybe we'll see him be a little more patient this time around in the leadoff spot.
0: And that's why I think Davey Martinez says, we've has I have some things to think about. Because I think that what he did was he started him at leadoff because he wanted to just give him some kind of rest. Some, I mean, starting leadoff isn't rest, but it's mental. Oh, a reset. Chain, a reset yeah. is one of the word I'm looking for. It's some kind of, you know, change in approach, change in thinking. A sign to say, hey, I know you're struggling and I want to try to help you out somehow. And I don't think he planned to keep that. I think he was going to try him at leadoff. If it didn't work, maybe, you know, try him at second. Try him hitting down in the lineup. Try him hitting fifth something but the fact that he drew a couple walks got on base hit a double I think that speaks to I think that made Davey say maybe we should keep him in the the leadoff you know maybe that at the beginning of the year that sample size wasn't big enough and tonight we see he's once again in the leadoff spot
1: yeah and also Davey Martinez mentioned that you know he's asked Bryce to do other things too to try to give him that reset you know he shifted from right field to center field yeah and and again Davey also said that Bryce has been on board for all of these you know. He said Bryce's main concern is is winning. He wants a team to win. He doesn't really care what he's doing. He just wants a team to win. Whatever he can do to help the team win. And he gladly made that change to center field where he actually played pretty well. You know he's got a strong arm. He's he's fast. He can cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, he's played center field before in his young career when he first started out. So that wasn't a big issue for him now going to leadoff spot. So anything to try. I mean, you're a baseball player. We see him Bryce Harper shave his beard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything that to, was the biggest sign. The of biggest reset. De- yeah. yeah just, just kind of almost. Yeah. So anything you know, just to get out of this funk, yeah. switching your outfield position, switching the batting order, switching your batting stance, how you approach the plate, approaching other opposing pitchers. Yeah. The Approach. Part your facial hair whatever has to whatever you have to do um and you know hopefully Bryce Harper can bump this 213 up to a little more where would you want him to see him before the all-star break you think I was say try to get above or around 250 is that is that, a, is that a stretch be, I think that's a stretch
0: okay. at this point I think there are too many it would take too many uh, at bats to He
1: fell reach pretty that quickly
0: part. Yeah uh he did fall pretty quickly I think it's so just so much he, harder to to
1: climb back up yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, I just don't think they are enough at bat. What is it? June 22nd, yeah. and the All Star break is in two, three weeks?
1: So I was say, okay, three, so four weeks. he was hitting 247 at the beginning of May. So maybe 240, 235. If
0: he, can, if he can get back to 240, I think that's fine. Yeah. The other thing, I'm glad you touched on the All Star break. We were talking about this earlier. Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper. He's going to make the All Star team. He also has 18 homers, which uh, leads the National League. Does he deserve to be an All-Star? If you're looking
1: at... Well, <laughs> tricky question. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go two different ways here. Yeah. If you're looking at strictly, I'm a baseball guy, I'm all about the numbers, stats, player production. If you look at strictly numbers, no. Well, that's hard too because he does lead the league in home runs. You're going you're to not include the league leader in home runs in the if All-Star he's game? If I don't think he can. You're not going to include the league leader in home runs in the All-Star game? I don't think he can. Yeah. Okay. But this also—
0: It's one statistical category. You have to say, is he one of the best five, six outfielders in the National League right now? Including defense? Truck, truck through this gap. There's just so much space. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're going to go uh, have a moment of silence on our podcast <laughs> for Bryce Harper's For my average. thought
1: process, because uh, you're throwing a lot at me. Well, the other thing I was going to touch on is, you know, sports is a business. The All-Star Game is an attraction. Oh, he, yeah. No. From a
0: business standpoint, I, he should have make it because
1: he's Bryce Harper. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. But, like, also, should he make it? Well, if you're trying to make money off the All-Star Game, yes, he should make it because he's Bryce Harper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from a pure baseball statistical standpoint... I would probably lean towards no, but I also have an issue of not including the league leader in home runs.
0: How often? I mean, that would be an interesting question. Maybe we should have done research before the show. I should have done again heck a day at Masson on this
1: yeah. Freaky Friday.
0: How often has the league leader in home runs by the All Star break not made the All Star game?
1: Sounds like a Paul Mancano Masson All Access piece coming up.
0: Sounds like a piece, but I'm but I'm not going to do it because he's not going to he's going to make the All Star game. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah. And uh, Sounds
1: like a Mass on All Access podcast piece coming up.
0: Yep. That's no, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think about no, it. No,
1: we'll, we'll both do it.
0: We'll get a we'll th- second intern on it. And just okay. Do it. Just kidding. We, we love, we love our great. interns. Uh, it's, uh, it is it is an interesting question, though, because if, if you're hitting that, I mean, I'm sure my guess is the only other person who's not the only other, but one of the other people who would be in that category would be somebody like Adam Dunn, yeah. who never hit for average and but every year seemed to put up home run numbers.
1: Yeah. He also well, I don't know how much stock he put into walks, but he's yeah, one of the on league leaders percentage. in walks. Yeah. I mean his on base percentage isn't phenomenal. Isn't that right. much better? It's only three fifty-two right now. Yeah. But I mean and we just talked about how he hasn't been drawing walks, but yeah. he historically does and started off the season doing a really good job getting on base if not hitting. Um, the other thing So do you put stock into that You know yeah. If you're not going to put stock On home runs Do you put stock On getting on base And, and, and drawing yeah, walks And, I think and in, playing good defense Maybe not
0: 20 years ago But yeah. I think today I think the voters Take absolute <laughs> stock into that Yeah um, They look at Saber metrics And more advanced statistics More than anybody else Yeah uh, More than ever before So uh, The other thing to consider Is Bryce Harper Today said that He's going to hit In the home run derby If he's selected To the all-star game but, Thoughts on that well, I think it's... okay. Does that concern you at all? No. But like I said earlier, you know,
1: he's hitting 213. Is the Home Run Derby really going to hurt his swing that much? Could hurt his power numbers. Okay. But, you know, people always complain about
0: right. know, no, hitters
1: I aren't the same at coming out of, you know, whatever. I don't think that's really true.
0: Yeah, how often does
1: that... But, like, you know, screw, yeah. I'm, I don't mean to take a jab at miss. Bryce Harper, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's like... He said you're hitting 213. What more you can do? Also, like how he said, if I'm elected, it's like you're gonna get elected, dude. You're you're going. Well, he's It's has also to say it's if. also in DC. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't wanna be cocky. That's true, too. Yeah. Um but um this this is one of those things where it's kind of like, well, yeah. We all kind of already knew <laughs> he, he said a year ago he would do it right. in DC. Yep. There was some actually, I guess there was some speculation. He said something in the spring training. It might have been then. Now he's like reconsidering it. But everyone's like, "But right. yeah, he said so." He's the hometown hero. Yeah, he has and to it it. I think you know, he doesn't like doing it, but he liked doing it in New York. His dad was pitched to him. He's also younger, um, and now it's in his quote unquote hometown. Um, and you know, the fans will love it. It'll, it'll be a good show. Yeah, and you know, again, leads the league in home run, so he could win the, the thing. Yeah, he finished second. In New York so
0: Bobby there are other players on this team besides Bryce Harper Uh, let's talk about some other players Hoomst Hoomst yeah Um, let's talk about uh, who do you want to talk about Bobby
1: Uh, Trey Turner yeah how about Trey Turner he's another guy uh, who so the Nationals only have two players the the National League releases its all-star ballot updates every Monday Um, Bryce Harper in the first release was number one and amongst outfielders now he's number two behind Nick Marcakis With the Braves,
0: what a story that Trey
1: Turner is still fifth among shortstops. I think you know, obviously, the the fans don't vote on pitchers quite yet, but I think we know that Max is going to make it. Hopefully, Sean Doolittle makes it too. Um, But amongst the position players for the Nationals, Trey Turner is another very deserving player uh, to go to the All Star game. Um, He's having a good season. He's amongst the league leaders in stolen bases. Uh, He's. Got his sneaky pop. He had his eighth home run the other night. Um, he's putting together qualities, and he's actually playing really good shortstop. He, he's kind of mastered that jump throw, which is which is always fun. That's his signature his move. signature move. He's kind of stealing that from uh, from Jeter. Do you know who is above him currently hmm. at shortstop in terms of voting? I uh, I wrote the release, I wrote the update on Mastonsports.com. for uh, <laughs> you ought to know. Yeah, I should ought to know. <laughs> Uh, for updates on the All Star voting, make sure you check every week on massinsports.com. I wrote a buzz piece on it. Let's see. Um, I did not. Crawford put, would be my guess. Bring yeah, Crawford's Crawford. up there. Here's the actual ballot. Addison Russell, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, I, I did not put who was above him. That's weird.
0: <laughs> Great job, Bob. Yeah. Uh, well, really I'm just focusing on the right Nationals. I'm
1: all focusing on vote nets.
0: I don't know if. To me, the stolen bases certainly get you something. I just don't know if that's enough to push him over the top. He has by far the most stolen bases of any shortstop in the National League. The next closest is uh, Peraza in Cincinnati with 10. Turner right now has 20. So the the stolen bases certainly get you something. The fact that he's hitting 267, I think, hurts a little bit. Uh, And there's time for him to raise that, obviously. He has a little bit of that sneaky pop, but does sneaky pop mean you're an all-star?
1: No, not necessarily, it, it, um, especially for, you know, like a shortstop. Right. Uh, but I think his overall play has shown that he deserves all-star. The guys ahead of him at four is Trevor Story, three, Addison Russell, two, Dansby Swanson for the Braves, yep. and then Brandon Crawford is number one
0: I could see Trey, by a long shot. I could see Trey being one of the final vote
1: people, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like agree. Like Anthony Rendon was, was last year. and I, He was last year, and I think he was in 2014, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would see that. I could see that, too. And, again, we also have about two weeks left of voting before that final vote. So things could change. Yeah. I mean, if you, Nationals fans, go out. Go to Nationals.com. Find the ballot. Vote Trey Turner. Uh, vote Bryce Harper. Vote anyone you want. I think also um, Matt Adams is a guy who deserves some votes in the outfield. I think he uh, he ranked at 15th in amongst outfielders. So... He's a guy who's come off the bench and he filled in the Adam Lind role, hitting home runs, mm. playing playing well. He's been out for a while with that banged banged up finger, so that might hurt him in terms of voting. But he's a guy that, when healthy and pl- playing, he, he's very deserving. Do you think that voters give a little bias for the hometown team? Um, I mean, you would hope. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of a bonus of like being able to host the All Star right. game? Right, is that you get a few more? But I mean, I think. When it comes to all-star voting, you know, the major markets are going to vote for their players. You know, Chicago's, New York's, L.A. Right.
0: Well, I'm asking because I think that a very dark horse, and you can debate whether he deserves it or not, is Juan Soto. If he continues this pace, I mean, at at this point, his numbers are not worthy. He has, what, five homers, um, like 15 RBIs. It's It's not nearly there yet, but he's hitting close to 330. If for the next three weeks, he continues this torrent pace and is one of the best offensive players in the National League, is he deserving of a nod? Does he have enough games under his belt?
1: Well, that's the question, because at this point, he's basically been playing in the major leagues for a month. He made his debut on May 20th, and it's now June 22nd. So he'll have about a month and two weeks, month and a half, so to speak, to, to make his case. I don't know how you leave a guy out who... Technically hit a home run before his major league debut. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all-star worthy. Um, Barry Bonds
0: is the only other person. Yeah, and (laughs) he
1: was all-star worthy. So uh, that's a good question. You know, I don't know, is he eligible to be in the final vote? Because he actually might sneak in before Trey Turner would just because of the incredible numbers he's putting up. At such a young age, too, he's really taking the National League by storm right now. And, um, you know... He's, he's improving his defense, too. David Martinez has mentioned this past week that they're working on him in left field because he's here for the long haul. You know, yeah. it's it's, a, it's official now. It's no longer just a stint to fill in some, a roster spot because people are hurt. He has earned his way onto this roster, and he's going to stay up here and play. And so now they need him to be more than just average in left field. Um, and he's been more than just average yeah. at the plate. No, he's pl- oh yeah! That, that, oh yeah! Yeah, and that he's been fantastic is- at the plate. Yeah. Um, what I love about him is his, his his long swing and his batting stance. He yeah. takes a really wide batting stance. He covers the entire plate. Obviously, left handed power guy. Paul, we saw him hit a home run over the second level bleachers at Nationals Park. It landed near the Shake Shack. Yeah, we're talking Shake Shack territory. Shake Shack that. territory. I mean, that is literally insane that is incredible we've only i've only ever seen adam don and bryce harper yeah. hit home runs that far at nats park it's yeah. incredible and he's it's it's, it's a beaten drum ball. but he's 19 <laughs> oh my god it's almost a shame because i know at nats
0: park on the third level in the right field bleachers they have red seats marked for the home run balls that have been hit there, and if he hit that ball maybe a little bit further right, it would undoubtedly be. Oh, he at the would third have a seat, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he doesn't get one. Yeah, and it's not like Camden Yards where they just put a circle in the pavement. And they should. They might at they this should. point. Yeah, they um, should just just spray yeah.
1: paint it red. Write J S.
0: I think we should uh, talk to Bob Carpenter about hey, Bob. adding. Um, Shake Shack territory in one of his, you know, a home run call that goes to right center. That's
1: Shake Shack territory. <laughs> From Shake Shack downtown. <laughs> yeah, like we that. should talk about that. Yeah.
0: Uh, any other Nats you think are deserving of All-Star bids that we haven't talked about besides Max Scherzer?
1: And Sean Doolittle. Actually, yeah. we got a good one. Um, Sarah Perlman just recorded a new a Dave with Davey, yep. which you can catch on Mass Nationals on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and... Davey said, "Joe Gonzalez. Joe Gonzalez is a guy who we actually pushed for. He should have made it last year in his hometown of Miami. I yes. thought, yeah, because he had a great first half of the season. Um, I don't. He's doing very well again. I don't think his numbers are just like they were last year. Last year they were pretty incredible. This year again, he's just been a solid workhorse kind of guy. You can count on him getting you a, uh, a quality start every every outing. His his ERA is amongst the top." in the league Eighth
0: in ERA, by the way, in the national league. Pitchers. His
1: batting average with runners on base is probably one of the lowest in the league
0: for the second straight year.
1: And so, I mean, this is a guy who for the past two years has shown that he deserves that he, he, he's an all-star. I just think, you know, there are just too many other bigger names out there right now that there might not be a spot for him, but he, that doesn't mean he's not worthy.
0: Right. Uh, by the way, in the first half last year, uh, he was absolutely dominating. Two point eight six ERA, seven and four record, uh, gave up just fourteen homers, and then in the second half, continued to follow up. Uh, we probably should have been an all star.
1: I believe he had a better ERA than Max did, and Max made the all star game.
0: Yeah, um, but again, star power has a large thing to do with it. Yeah, I think, and
1: also didn't have the strikeouts.
0: I think if you do include the hometown team aspect, I think Geo could potentially get a nod. Also. Um, you know they get chosen. Uh, the the hometown managers become part of the staff. Yeah. And the I believe the staff picks the entire pitching staff.
1: Yes. So I don't he, think I, I, would Davey get a say so. in theory? I think so because I think you're right because I don't believe fans actually vote for the pitchers. I think the pitchers are selected. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. They are just right. a coach's decision. Yes.
1: Okay. So that means Dave Roberts is going to be the the manager for the National League. Yep. As last year's World Series representative for the NL. Um, the hometown manager is selected, too, and then Dave Roberts gets his pick of whoever he wants on the All-Star staff. Yeah. So Dave Martinez, yes, is going to have a say at the pitchers. Obviously, Dave Martinez – I mean, Dave Roberts – excuse me, too many Daves. <laughs> they've already said – he's basically already alluded that Max is going to start the game yeah. for the NL. I mean, and then who As else – well you, he should Yeah. the second straight Right, year, and bro. then who else you add, blah, 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 blah. When it comes down to, like, those last one or two spots, I – David made it sound like he's going to push hard for Gio to be in there. Um, like we said, Gio he deserved to be in there last year. He's yeah. having just as good of a year this year, um, and, and, and has shown that. You know, it was awesome that he went to training or not training camp, spring training in 2017 with a goal, personal goal. Mm-hmm. I'll make the all-star team, and he did everything but actually make the team yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I think it would be cool for him to make it this year. And he's got a guy in his corner and Dave Martinez on the staff be able to just like, that'd be cool if Dave was able to get him in
0: Gio by the way already has two all-star appearances 2011 and 2012 one with Oakland and one in Washington that 2012 was his best season when he went yeah, 21 20 and games. Eight. Yep. Uh, his ERA that year was 289 this year he's got an ERA at 308 um, if nothing else even if he doesn't make the all-star team it's been a heck of a year for Gio Gonzalez in the early goings and heck of a past two years a year and a half
1: Yeah, and if you think about this pitching staff right now, they needed it because obviously you have Max Scherzer. Strasburg has been on the DL. Hellickson's been on the DL. Um, We've had Jeffrey Rodriguez have to make spot starts. Eric Fetty. Eric Fetty. Tanner Roark has his ups and downs. A.J. Cole was starting games at the beginning of the season. So the fact that behind Max Scherzer, Gio Gonzalez has been your most consistent starting pitcher, is a pretty good sign and really good for Gio. Absolutely.
0: Uh, We've got all-star talk out of the way. The Nationals tonight uh, are starting their series against the Phillies, as mentioned. Phillies have been uh, kind of going back and forth with the Nationals in the NL East, uh, trying to take sole possession of second place. Just a half game separates these two teams at the moment. Uh, the Phillies might not be as for real as the Braves, but their young talent, just like the Braves, has been propelling them.
1: Yeah, it's a young... It's. A, I mean, you. I think you would know better than I, but... They started off really hot, top of the league, and they've kind of fell back toward where we thought they would. Not that we thought they would be near the bottom like mm-hmm. they have been. We knew they'd be way more competitive this year, just not quite there yet. And yeah. they have. And the Nats have already won two out of three against them. Um, they haven't faced them as much of the early this season. I think we're, there's a lot of series after the All Star break against. I know they're in Philly next week, uh, where you and All Access will be, which is, yeah, which will be, which would be cool. Um, for me, it's always. I've said this on. You know, the uh, formerly District 34 podcast, and I'm going to say it now to win in baseball, to win divisions, win the games you're supposed to win within your division. You know, you've got to be able to beat the Marlins, the Mets, the Phillies. Mm. Like I said, the Phillies are better, but let's face it, the Nats should beat the Phillies on any, on any given far, night. Yeah. yeah. And then you're, the Braves are probably for real. So hopefully you can go out and, and, and play some big games against the Braves. But this, these are, I guess six games coming up that are, are huge for the Nationals. Um, I don't know who they have in between, but they're they're big games. That if the Nationals can win, you know, four out of six, mm-hmm. that could be dividends in the long run in this National League East race. Yeah,
0: and it's tough pitching matchups, at least for the first two games of this series, um, with uh, first Tanner Roark going up against Zach Eflin. Eflin's been great in his last three starts, ERA under two, and then second game, Aaron Nola, who... Uh, last couple starts hasn't been great, but is still the ace of that staff and should probably be an all star. Uh, third game of the series Jeffrey Rodriguez and Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta, former national. Former
1: national, uh, known for that Jonathan Papelbon trade. And yeah, uh, he, that's right. Pavetta's coming off uh, his career best outing, career high 13 strikeouts his last time out. So, you know, it could be one of the. I mean, yeah, Phillies have some young pitchers yeah. that
0: have looked very good. Hey,
1: Mike Rizzo has made some great trades, and we're, we're, we're about to talk about Calvin Herrera. Um, but you know, when you make a lot of trades like this, and you send a lot of prospects, you're always bound to face them again. Yeah, it's yeah. funny, which is a good sign. I mean, I think that's a good showing for the Nationals' farm system and the way they evaluate they you draft, draft players. Things, yeah, um, but it's you're always have kind of
0: to give up something. You're not right. going to win every trade by a landslide.
1: Right. But it's always funny when they come back around to face you, and like dang, this guy is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's tough.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Pavetta is definitely having in the midst of a uh, career best season so far and might be a cog in that Phillies rotation for years to come. Any final thoughts you want to sneak Just in?
1: Just Kelvin Herrera. I mean, that was the big yeah. news of the week. Besides winning two or three against the Orioles, um, Mike Rizzo does it again. It was a solid trade. The Nationals didn't give up three players who I don't think any of them have advanced above Double A, And... You know, none other top prospects. No Juan Soto. No Victor Robles. No Carter Key Boom. Um So, when you're able to get an All-Star caliber reliever for next to nothing, yeah, I think that's a, that's a win. It's kind of like when they went out and got Mark Belanton. They had to trade Felipe Rivero, who now is obviously a staple in the Pirates bullpen. But that was kind of a move that the Nationals had to make, and you know it sucks that, that a he's no longer right. It sucks that he's no longer a part of the organization. But the Nationals needed to make that move. Um, this is a move that Mike Rizzo saw that was able to do now in June, rather than pay a larger price come the deadline. Yep. Um, and if you know, if it if the cards fall in place, you have to pull the trigger. And kudos to him because that's a huge acquisition for this bullpen. Give guys like uh, Brent. Uh, uh, Madsen Kinsler, some rest when Kinsler gets back. Um, and and as Madsen said, the old bear, some rest. Well, that's a wrap for the Mass on All Access Podcast. Paul, where can we find you on Twitter? At Paul Mancano. Bobby, where can we find you? At Bobby underscore blanco. Your tweets are great. Bobby. Thank you so much. So are yours. Very funny. <laughs> that's lot, not a true. lot of dad jokes. Um SoundCloud. Soundcloud. Uh Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Please rate, review, subscribe, spread the word. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya.